Hi, and welcome to the Tell It Like It Is, the Kingdom Way program, where we're here to provoke you to think of the way, uh, to think about how you think about the kingdom of God and to be uh, provoked into changing or walking in it so that you can release the power that's within you into the earth that's surrounding. I am blessed to have Apostle Calvin Cook again with me. I'm Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, and um, that's what the doctorate is about. But we're here to talk about the kingdom the way the king wants to talk about it. And last week, if you missed last week, you need to go back and study that with us. This is a study. This is not just a teaching for you to enjoy, but this is a study. So I'm asking you to share this with your friends, share this with your enemies, share this with your family, share this with those that don't like you. Then by the end of it, they will like you. They will will appreciate what it is that you brought to them. And so now, without any further words, I am going to introduce or bring, bring in my uh, co-host here on this, Apostle Calvin Cook. Welcome, Apostle Cal. Uh, praise the Lord. Hello. Hello, Apostle uh, Baker. Good to be with you again this week. You know uh, you got elevated, right? Now you're my co-host. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my, these promotions come. <laughs> he is my brother also. That's why we have, we, we're able to laugh and all of that. He's I, know I, I know I love you with all my heart. I do know that. <laughs> and nobody could do nothing about it. That's right. Yeah, I love you, baby girl. But back to business here. Uh, we are, you know, I was looking at, uh, first Corinthians. There's so many things when you, um, when you take, uh, this many years of intense study, there's two things that I studied intently. First, the word of God. I wanted to have the full, I didn't want a partial interpretation. I wanted to, to know what the whole full counsel of God's word was saying. Some people tried to pull me off into this thing, word of faith, some piece of come over here. I never went. I said, no, I'm going to stay here. And they all and they all came back. So oh, it wasn't what I thought. And I'm not criticizing that because I thought it was a wonderful thing that happened to us, particularly how it helped me understand my faith was a currency of the kingdom of God. And that's how it works. But along the way, uh, you know, I, I, I learned two things. Intercessory prayer in the tabernacle of Moses. And from the tabernacle of Moses, I went to the tabernacle of David. And from the tabernacle of David, I went to the tabernacle of Solomon. And from the tabernacle of Solomon, I went to the tabernacle of Herod. So people could see what happens when you violate purpose, you end up like Herod. And Herod was not a true picture of heaven and earth, but the other three were. And we show you how man mingles things. And here we now we have Herod, who's actually a lackey of the Roman government, as well as the king and the high priest. They were actually working for, they were, they were governmental ministers. And they were down praying with Herod and all these guys and organizing in the community with the government, but they were not bringing forth the government that Jesus came for them. 
to bring forth. So he said, this temple, he said, man, it may have taken you that many years to build it, but in three days, this bad boy is coming down. Until the last stone, he said, uh, it would come down in Matthew 24, 2. You know, and so that, that means that the whole religious systems and all of its structures had to be done away with. Now, we don't do that very well, because that's why we got 45,000 denominations. Somebody's not listening. But there is a remnant that has the ear to hear what God is doing. So what I like to do, I want to read out of Isaiah. No, it's First Corinthians. I want to show you something about this. And it's in First Corinthians 6, 19, because we're talking about the temple or the tabernacle. It's the same word, basically. The mish, mishma is what it's called in the, in the Hebrew. It means dwelling place. And matter of fact, in that society, the Bedouin, the Bedouin uh, chieftains, they would take their spear when they were traveling and they would put it in the ground. And where that spear was, they would build their camp around that spear. And that, that spear or that particular place is what would, would be deemed the, the place of where their king was at. And he was the center of their life. And so it is with Christ in this tabernacle. He's the center. So he got so serious with us, he moved inside. He invaded. He invaded. Came in, he lived inside of us. And this is what he says through Paul. He says, What? Now, I want you to see, I want to try to get you to see the language he's saying. What? You did not know your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God. You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Quit marking it up and doing crazy stuff with it and glorify me with this body. Listen to me. Satan's after two things in the world that's more important to him than anything else. It's your soul and your body. Because if he can get your soul, he'll take your body and do what he wants with it. If he, That's why he went to that garden. He was angry with God. He was angry. You dare tell this man a piece of dirt. I saw you made him out of that dirt. And you said he going to have dominion over this. And you didn't give me nothing. You knew who I was when I fell. But I'm still greater than him. You gave this piece of dirt my land. He comes and invades. He comes in immediately to invade. What God had said was a sanctuary that had a house band to keep things out. And the man opened up because his soul was too weak to stand against the ramparts of the enemy. And that's what's happening with us today. He says, no, you know what? Uh, uh, he says, therefore, I bought you with a price. I bought you body, soul, and spirit. Or I could put it in the right order, spirit, soul, and body. And so, but there's a problem because, yo, watch this now. I want you to hear me. This is what hasn't happened. This is what's supposed to happen. When Adam was in the garden, his expression from God was spirit. That's where he was spirit. But his soul was going to be the means and how he expressed the spirit's will in the earth. So when the soul got contaminated, he could no longer express the fullness of the intentions of the spirit. He lost the flow. So now there was a divorce in the garden. He married his flesh because his spirit, uh, uh, he could no longer be married to the spirit because when he did what he did, he lost the right to move in pneumaticos or to move in the spirit of God. Some people say Ruach of God. 
we still know what we're talking about. He lost the right to move by the spirit. And so he could no longer be an accurate presentation of a spirit representation through his soul. He got contaminated. So his soul lost its ability to transmit or to, in, or, or to I want to say this way, animate the life of God. It lost its ability to be a, a flow of God's life because it married, it fornicated, had an adulterous affair with its flesh. Lust of the eye, lust of the, of the, of the pride of life, and, and, and the lust of the flesh. And so man was moved from being a spiritual being. And so the, what happened was when Satan saw the church get born again, I'm going to talk to you about that today. He raised, he raised the bar up on his attack because he knows that if they got born again, but they're still doing fleshly stuff. That's why he watched this. I'm going to show you something here, how the Bible is so cool. Watch this. He says this. This is how I, this is how I know Satan is listening. He says, but what the Lord is joined together is one spirit. Now watch this. Flee fornication and every sin that man doeth without the body but that committed fornication sinneth against the body. What? Know you not that you're the temple? You see what he's saying? He says, he said, the target area of Satan is your body and your soul. He wants that. He'll kill to get that. He'll lie to get that. He'll deceive to get that. And you know what? He can deceive us and get it. He can offer us some money. He can offer us a crowd. He can offer us some kind of anointing. He can offer us that. And if you're foolish enough to take it from him, then he got your soul. And once he has your soul, you're eliminated from the spirit of God being able to lead you anywhere. And that's what he's been doing. That's why people won't come back to church. It ain't the spirit of God. They lost the, the ability to be sensitized enough because their soul says be afraid. The virus may come back. This thing may happen again. What are we going to do? That is not God. God doesn't operate in those paradigms. So let me go on and finish here. And it says, for you were bought with a price and therefore glorify God in your body, in your spirit, which belong to God. Now I got to clean it up. Now watch me go here. Let me go here for a minute too. I got to clean this up because it gets better in chapter three, verse 16. It gets better over here. Here got now watch this. He coming back and say, say he come back the same, saying the same thing. If you build a work and it wasn't of God, he said every man's work will be will suffer by fire. So there's people out here doing things with wood, stubble, and hay rather than gold, silver, and jewels, which represent gold, his divinity, the silver, his uh, redemption, and the jewels, the giftings that come out of heaven that have not been given. Watch this. There hasn't been a witness of the perfect gifts. Because every time the gifts are used, somebody takes ownership of them and brands them and puts on a carnival show. And because we do that, I'll give you a story real quick. There's a young lady, uh, I think it's in Singapore. She was Her hands were cut off because she was carrying a Bible. And they saw her carrying the Bible. And they said, we told So they cut her hands off. So other little girls saw that. And they went and hid in this house, them and their parents. But something happened. They got anointed by God and the healing power of God hit that house. And everybody that went by that house got healed. Pretty soon around that house was wheelchairs and crutches and walkers. And some Americans came and says, we want to interview you. She said, we cannot interview with anyone because if we do, God said he'll take this away. 
See, we always want to market the move of God. We always want to find how to make a video and, and may, maybe we could get a dub award for that video. We are not really, uh, amen, let me move on before I get an attitude. Come on, let me move here. Okay, now watch this. Now watch what it says here. Know you not that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. So you, he dwells in you. When you go out to do ugly, he's there. When you're saying ugly, he's there. When you're talking to your wife like she got a tail, he's there. When you're getting pushy, shovy, and controlling, he's there. Everything we do out of the character of God, he's dwelling in us. Watch this. You are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple, uh uh-oh, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. If any man shall defile the temple. So this is how serious it is, this building program that uh, Haggai talked about in Haggai 2.9, the, great, the latter house would be greater. And there's a great concern of the spirit of God over the, the, the condition of his house. People are putting more uh, attention on building buildings. It's 30 south. And, got, and I'm not against that. Please hear me. I don't, I don't have time to be against anything. But that's not what we're supposed to be doing. When the, when, the, when the temple that God really looking for is out of order and we got the house looking good, good then we are not. We're betraying God We're because we're more concerned about what people think about what we live or what they think about what kind of car we drive or the outward appearance of things that the temple that we are for him, a holy temple, we're violating his trust by dwelling in us. He dwells in us, a living God, the creator of heavens and the earth the creator of every living thing, the creator and the formulator and the mind of everything that exists that we know today, God dwells in you. Is that where 1 Corinthians 10.31 comes in? Whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you do, whether you eat, whether you drink, whether you, whatever it is you do, do all to the glory of him. Is that what that all, tells you? Yeah, to do all, every deed, every word and deed must be done. Why? Because he's dwelling, listening to you. I said something under my breath. The Holy Spirit said, what did you say? I said, Lord, I, I, he said, I heard you. He said, how about praying for him? God, God had an attitude. I love this because he keep, he's my checker. He's my, he's that, he's that person in my life that loves me so much. He's always keeping me in that right place. Because I'm a, I'm a guy, a jovial person. I love to laugh and have fun. But my walk with God is serious. He's my best friend. He's my best friend. And I and I and he knows and I know that that last time I OD'd on that crack pipe, I should have been dead. But he kept me for the moment I'm in now. I would not violate that. Listen, listen to me very carefully. I will not violate that. I will not violate the thing that I could go back and do anything that would disgrace him or defile him in any way because I'm just here by grace. See, you need to understand that. Now, uh, I was going to go, watch this. Let no man deceive you, uh, any man among you who seemeth to be wise in this world. Let him become a fool that you may be wise. For the foolishness of this world is foolishness with God, for this is written. He taketh the wise of his own craftiness. 
and the Lord again, and the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, and they are vain. Let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Did you hear that? So he was saying, Apollos got some stuff, Paul got some stuff, and Cephas got some stuff. But all those things, those men are, are branding and, and putting up on the television that they got, he said, those things are yours. So you don't have to go find that man. You got to find the God that gave it to those men. <laughs> he cleared it up. You don't be chasing these men. Don't be chasing these anointings. Don't be chasing people. He said, Apollo, Cephas, the world, or life, or death, or things present, and things to come. In all of Christ, and Christ is God's. Everything God gave you, he gave to you in his temple, in Christ in God. Every good and perfect gift is in Christ in God. Everything you could have to want in this world is contained in Christ and God. And you are in him living and moving and having your being. Where? In the New Testament tabernacle of God that's evolved from the tabernacle of Moses, that's evolved from the tabernacle of David, that's moved on from Solomon's temple, that moved on to Jesus being the first dead stone to come alive, to bring forth lively stones. And now here we are, the lively stones being built up together to be a habitation of something holy and righteous. And oh my God, and we don't, oh my God, we, he, he built us up to carry. We're the ark of the covenant. When we move, waters move out of the way and we walk over on dry land. When we move, governors have to bow their knee to the government of the kingdom. When we move in corporate understanding of the revelation of God, everything around us will have to get out of the way like the water scattered when the ark of the covenant and the priests touched the feet of that river called Jordan. The waters flattened out and they walked over and the people of God were able to reach promise. We can't reach promise unless we operate in the temple according to the pattern that God has set us. And we can do this because it's the work of the spirit. I say that again. It's the work of the who? See, we're trying to make something happen. Some of us are so busy, we ineffective. We're trying to, we're doing our best to pump this thing out of a pump of flesh. I got to make, I got to get myself out there. I got to get this in. I got to do this. I got to want, I don't care if nobody asks me to do nothing because I'm content being with him. And if he, if I do get, I am a voice to the kingdom, but I ain't the voice. I ain't the only voice. There's other voices that need to be released as well. But I know my best place, my greatest place is to be with him in the secret place, being powered by his love. I've never been loved like the love of God. I've never been, he's never said, oh, you messed up. He's always said, let me show you a more excellent way. Let me show you how not to have so many bodies laid behind you when you do what you do. He just is, he's so good with me that uh, I'm trying and in this effort only is to make sure that my stone is in the right place in his temple. That I don't have my stone over in somebody else's area where they're supposed to be. And I recognize that my stone, because remember, they, they did not build the stones on the building site. They carved those stones at the quarry because God didn't want no noise while he was putting that thing together. In other words, no arguments about where anybody went. So he built those stones to be fitted away from the ground. And then he brought them in. And then they put the stones together. But in Solomon's temple, they used gold as mortar. Most people don't know that. 
That meant not only were the stones, and then they, they drilled holes in the stone and they filled the inner layers of the stones with gold. That means no longer were man just covered with gold, but now man was filled with the nature of God. And that's when the real temple can be instructed. And that's where we are now. We are not uh, uh, just covered all the time. Now we're filled. That's what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. He's the carrier of the gold. He pervades the gold in your inner man. Most people don't want to speak in tongues. That's how the process of God gets gold inside of you. Yeah, yeah, we don't understand that. Can I say, how much time do we have? You're on, you're on mute, Doc. You have about seven minutes. I do? Yes. Well, good. Let me, let me, let me, let me take you here. Uh, because, uh, well, we're, yeah, well, I wanted that scripture in Colossians where it says that uh, you were once uh, in darkness, but that he, he translated you into the kingdom of God. Is it Colossians 1.13? Yeah, it is Colossians 1.13. Let me go there. That's what I want to go to. I want to show you. I want to show you the, how God did this. If you can let me do that. Okay. Let me do it this way. I'll start in uh, in verse nine of Colossians one. It says, for this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray uh, for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now watch this. That you might walk worthy unto the Lord, unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. So this is where we miss it, I think. They didn't send them off to school for them to increase in the knowledge of God. They discipled. They didn't send them away. They discipled them. They disciplined one them. They, they, yes. I, 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 want, I want you to understand. I'm going to show you something here. Oh, my goodness. Let me show you something. I'm not against school. I've been schooled in more ways than once. Amen. But watch this. Watch this. Increasing in the knowledge of God, pleasing and fruitful, and increasing in the I'm going to say it again. Increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthen in all might, according to the glorious power, unto all patience, long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which made us be to be meet to the partakers of the inheritance in the saint in light. So they had they were aware of the inheritance that only came in the light. It's said this inheritance that's in the light. Watch what he did now. Oh my goodness, this is what gets me every time. Now, a lot of people say, well, I don't like the kingdom teaching. Well, wait a minute. I, I'm going to help you right now because you don't know what you, you don't know what you're saying. You haven't studied your Bible because this is what the Bible says. It says, who have delivered us? Now, who is us? Who do you think us is? The, the newborn believers. Now, watch this. Delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into what? The kingdom. The, the kingdom. kingdom. And so the before you even could say uh anything after you said Jesus saved me, the first thing he did before you got filled with the Holy Ghost, before you did anything else, 
before you said anything, he translated you into the kingdom. So your teaching and construct instruction could begin not in the world, but in the kingdom. Uh, you better hear me. Some of you just totally don't get it. You out here trying to get another degree to get another job to keep you working too much. So you can't pray and you can't study because you're working so hard to work for something that you already have in him. And so they can convince you that you need another degree. You need another thing. I got to climb the corporate ladder. Listen to me. I'm going to read it to you again. Maybe you'll get it this time. He says, giving thanks unto the father, which made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. To make us to be partakers. Partakers mean you're partaking of something. Of an inheritance that's in the light. Let me move on. Who delivered us from the power of darkness. And translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. The kingdom of his dear son. His temple we are. He translated us. And he said he began to work on us. Through the apostolic ministry that was left by. Uh, uh, when Jesus went up. He, he was the uh, apostle of the lambs. And now there's an apostle of the ascensions, which we see Paul was that chief apostle. And we are ascension apostles. And some say, say you got to do the same thing Paul did. Or say, the Bible didn't say I had to do the same thing Paul did. It didn't say anything like that. You said that because you don't even believe in the gifts of the spirit. You don't believe in the ascension apostle. Each one of those ministers, even Peter and Paul, had different ways of, of, of ex executing their responsibilities. And so do we. It does include signs and wonders, but not like Paul's. It does include, but not like it. That Nobody's being compared to anybody. The Bible tells us don't compare yourself with anybody. Each of you has been given a measure of grace to fulfill the assignment that was given to you. And you'll get a trial to enhance that grace called the trial of your faith to make sure you do it for him and you don't buy no cards with your name on. That he'll get all the glory because when in your word and in deed, Everything you do, he gets the glory for it. God said, Jesus knew it was not robbery. But after all that's been said, he said, I didn't make himself of any reputation. Amen. His men made him. Of, he never made himself of anything. Everything he ever did or said made his father have great reputation. And we still, now watch this. Now watch this. And whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and in earth, invisible and visible, whether they be thrones, dominions, or principalities, all things are created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by all things consist, by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the ecclesia, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, in all things that we might, that he might have preeminence, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. This is the temple where he dwells with his fullness. The work has been complete. He completed the work. Now he's completing the work in us because he's working in us to complete the work he completed. You need to hear me. You don't need to have no other work going on. He is. <laughs> He is completing a work that he decided to work in you. His will to do according to his good pleasure. Huh? A workmanship that was already done before the foundation of the earth, created in him. So the created place for your last day ministry is in him. 
Not what they did in the Old Testament. They didn't do what we're we getting ready to do. Uh-oh. They, they, they can't do what we're getting ready to do. I know we like to talk about the heroes. But listen to me. They did what they did. Kathleen Coleman did what they did. The generals did what they did. But they can't do what we're doing because this time is now for the created people in Christ Jesus to move in the dimensions of something never done before. It's called yes. the newness of life. It's called the new creation reality. It's called a day star shining. It's called a present day revelation. It's called the third day. It's called the day of the kingdom. And the earth is waiting. Jesus even made a statement one time, threw everybody off course. He says, the kingdom has come even now. And he yeah. was saying, and he said, he said this, no man ascended up in heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the son of man, which is in heaven. He was standing right there on earth, declaring that he was in heaven while he was on earth. Why? Because he had come to a place with the Father. That's what he's talking about. God, make them one. Make them duality when it comes to operating in two dimensions. They can operate in heaven, and they can operate with the power of heaven and the earth. That's what he was talking about. And we just I, ran out of time. <laughs> we just ran out of time. Oh, my gosh. Remember to tune in next week when we're here with Apostle Calvin Cook telling it like it is the kingdom way we are here to provoke you to think about how you think about the kingdom of god remember the convergence that's in sacramento remember to pray for us in sacramento and if you can make it to go ahead and do it go on the love and unity uh, website and you will find all that information if you want to give into this ministry if it's been of any spiritual help to you you have that information too now we have to go we will be back next week when we're here to tell it like it is the kingdom way bye-bye my god